WEEI Studios, 93.7, WEEI-FM and HD1, Lawrence, Boston. We're always live on the free Odyssey app. That's the Korean call of the Super Bowl uh, end there in overtime as the Kansas City Chiefs walk off with the victory. This is hour number two of the Rich Keefe Show with Fitzy here on WEEI. Yeah, calls from all over the world, Fitzy. It is, it's uh, going to be the most watched thing of the year, maybe the most watched thing of all time. I mean, this is going to be crazy. Whenever you need excitement, when you really yeah. need to know how the people feel, you go to the Korean call of the game. Damn right. Those guys. What was the one that we shared a few weeks back? Was there a playoff? Oh, it was the Korean call of Tyler Bass missing the 41-yard field goal that would have, the one that went wide right, that would have uh, sent the Chiefs-Bills game into overtime. That was Absolute madness. Oh! 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 Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, right now, I'm going to ask you straight up, America. That's pretty if good. If I told you yeah. those two guys would replace Tony Romo next season and speak in Korean yeah. the whole season, would you take it? Right, I would. What was your Tony Romo assessment from last night? I, know a lot I of people... actually didn't think he was bad. See, I'm kind of with you. I thought what he I did. He did a good job. I think they got to him a little bit. He actually yeah. seemed in like the early pregame stuff. I think he actually looked nervous for the first time. I think he knew people were like, dude, you're the worst all of a sudden. We used to love you. Now we hate you. And I think he probably got a talking to. One thing that everybody was criticizing him for was just how like obvious he was. Like a lot of the statements were very obvious. But I also wonder if they're kind of coached up to do that when you have the most casual people ever watching you on the Super Bowl. Right. So, like, there might be some football things that, like, a lot of football fans are like, yeah, that's obvious. Thank you. Thank you, Tony. But for other, I, I wonder if CBS wanted him to do that. I thought he was all right. Like, I don't think he was, you know, great or bad. Didn't really get in the way too much. Yeah, I wonder if it was sort of like, hey, listen, Tony, uh, we've no. got kind of a new um, <clears throat> femographic tuning in tonight. So if you could maybe <laughs> yeah. dial it back a little bit and maybe just yeah. sort of, like, be a little more football one-on-one, explain to us what's going on because there are that many more eyeballs on the TV now, some of yeah. some of whom may just not be as familiar as your Stizzes, Keefs, right. Joneses, and Fitzies that are all football hardos watching the game. We right are now. we are dialed in. All right, yeah. let's go to the phones. We got Joe in the car. He'll lead off this hour on WEI. What's up, Joe? Fitzy Rich, what's going on, hey. guys? What's up, Joe? I got I, I'm sick to my stomach. Oh, no. I'm sick to my stomach. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, I, you know, I hate to say it, man. This Patrick Mullen, the guy's impressive. You got to give the guy the flowers, man. That's great. What this guy did to go on the road against Miami, then Buffalo, then Baltimore, and then to beat San Fran. I mean, that kicker, man, that kicker, right? As soon as you missed that extra point, I knew it. I knew it right 
gonna win. I chanted my fans that I said, name my they're gonna win. They're gonna win. That's mm-hmm. it. That extra point I thought changed the momentum of that game, man. And Shanahan, I mean, you all you hear about this guy offensive genius and his offensive style like his father, but how can you not give the ball to McCaffrey? It seems like every time he touched <laughs> that ball, he was getting mm-hmm. four, five, six, seven yards, man. And then they leave him alone. I mean, how does that happen? This has got to be the league of the dummies, man. I, I, how can you do that? I'm not even a coach. I would have given it to McCaffrey. Let him, let him, let him just keep running the ball, man. <laughs> you know, San Fran, they deserve to you. lose that game. Uh-huh. That's it. They deserve to lose that game. But you know what? I thought I was never going to say this. Brady's the GOAT, but right now, the Holmes has passed Montana without a doubt. Now, I'm getting a little nervous now. The guy's got three now, and he's only oh, yeah. 27 years old. You know? Oh, yeah. No, I'm listen, ta- Joe, I'll tell you, and uh, there's a long ways off, but at the same time, I get why you're nervous. If that if that's important to you, that Tom Brady goes mm-hmm. down as the greatest quarterback of all time, and right now, or at least a couple years ago, it seemed like it was – Something that was unattainable for anybody else to to jump up and get. The first six years as starting quarterbacks in the league, mm-hmm. I I hate to say it, and it's gonna sound it's gonna sound like it's just uh you know recency bias or whatever. The first six years, I'm not even sure how comparable they are. I think Patrick well, Mahomes is a lot better through six years. Uh, I saw something Boston Sports Info put out earlier today comparing the two over the first six years of their careers. Yeah. And, yes, they're unbelievably similar at this point. Here you go right here. Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes, first 114 regular and postseason career starts. Win-loss percentage. Brady, 88 and 26. Mahomes, 89 and 25. <laughs> point differential. You ready for this? Yeah, yeah. Brady at that point was plus 855. Mahomes, plus 861. Super Bowl dubs, three apiece. Yep. Crazy. However, then it goes on. Mahomes would have to now go 197 and 70 and win four more Super Bowls just to tie Tom Brady throughout the rest of I his mean, career. So no, that part's it, insane. Uh, that see, part's it, insane. So I'm going to say Brady still right. is in in the catbird seat because so many things can can change. Mahomes can get hurt. He could just simply choose not to play that long. You know, maybe they hire whenever Andy Reid moves on. Kelsey, yeah, Who there's knows? there's so many things that can happen to to Mahomes, but just the first six years. Uh, Tom Brady had a year where they missed the playoffs, and they also had a year where they lost in the divisional round. Mm-hmm. Mahomes has an extra Super Bowl appearance, mm-hmm. and then lost the two worst seasons for him were conference championship losses. Like his the this baseline worst year. for Patrick Mahomes right. is the AFC Championship. Like yeah, like we like it was that way for Brady in the second half of the double dynastic run, as he made eight straight, and now Mahomes still has to try to make it to eight straight. And we don't know how long Andy Reid's going to stick around. But again, no, that's true. I said at top of the show, I want to say it again. Even if Patrick Mahomes goes on to win nine Super Bowls, Patriots fans, it should never in any way, shape, or form taint how you feel about the double dynastic run of the Patriots, the brilliance of the once-in-a-lifetime, yeah. once-in-a-generation Belichick-Brady combination, or Brady's place in history and in your hearts. Oh, Look, no. You had no. 20 years of... 20 years of so much joy and anticipation and greatness that who gives a flying word oh, no, I can't say on the radio at seven ten at but night. I never thought we who would cares? see this. I thought I thought this 
wasn't going to happen again. It I didn't makes think... it better, Rich. We have a villain now, per se. We've got oh, I'm happy. Dog. No, We've I actually... Narrative. I actually... I, I enjoy the hell out of watching it. And the other reason why I would say... Because you're like, oh, the, the Super Bowls are a wash. Uh, the regular seasons, Brady, it was his seventh season where they gave him Randy Moss and Wes Welker, and he kicked it up a notch. And you're like, oh, <laughs> excuse me, the guy that's good in the playoffs also can throw 50 touchdowns? So it took him until his seventh season to win his first of many, many MVPs, but it was his first one then. Patrick Mahomes already has two regular season MVPs, so that's two to zero, and then he has three Super Bowl MVPs to two. So, like, if you're looking at both the MVPs as a metric to weigh them against each other, it's advantage Mahomes. But it's going to get fascinating because maybe Kelsey and Reed have one more year apiece. You know, the mm-hmm. defense, maybe they lose Chris Jones, the defense isn't going to be as good. Brady was good, his or great, his entire career, but there was also that 10-year gap where, all right, what's going on now? Like a couple Super Bowl appearances, a couple of head-scratching, like divisional round losses. So we'll see right. what happens with, with Mahomes. Um, you know what uh, his fourth quarter, though, last night? Mahomes' fourth quarter last night was so good, it reminded me of... The, his refu- See, and the thing is, like, Mahomes has all the physical gifts because instead of coming from, like, an insurance sale, being the son of an insurance salesman, he's the son of a former major league reliever who could throw 96, you know, every other day. Mm-hmm. So I think with Mahomes, the Ian Brady each have the psycho greatness factor and the will to win. Mahomes is more physically gifted. Brady just had that something upstairs. I don't think Mahomes will ever see the field the same way that Brady does or did at that point. And that fourth quarter that he played last night, I think he was like 13 for 15, 13 for 16 for 100-something yards and, of course, ran for a whole bunch too. That reminded me of when Brady went 12 for 14 for like a buck 45 and two touchdowns against the Seahawks in Super Bowl 49. Like He knew that the other team almost put him away and didn't, and it was got to get it time, and then he went and just got it and got it. Mm-hmm. And got it. Of course, obviously, one involved the greatest interception in the history of the NFL. True. But like, damn, like when they, when they are on and they are right, it's such a great thing to watch. Oh yeah, no, and it, they the two what they have in common is going back to the overtime or last possession of the fourth quarter where the team needs to go down and score. You're like, it doesn't really matter how the game's been going; they could have ten points or thirty points. You're like, nah, they're going to go down and score. Like you just have that. Con- you don't have that with anybody else, right? You just you just don't. But the, those two guys certainly have it. What about the argument that it's just a different game though? Like when Brady, because I heard that all day today. That one, it's a different game today than it was when Brady was playing. And then two, Mahomes doesn't have the same competition that Brady had, like the Mannings and. Mm, I think that's crap. He's got his Burrow, and he's got Burrow, his Allen. Like he's got some tough, tough. Look at the instiz. He lost to Tom Brady. the road they just went through. Yeah, 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 no, that's fair. I, I, they I decimated mean, Miami. Then they go on the road. They beat and he beats Josh Allen in the MVP, and then he finishes it off against the best overall unit in the NFL. Like, no, dude I think deserves his flowers. I think he's been tested. I mean, Tom Brady. His first Super Bowl beat a bunch of Hall of Famers, but then it was Jake DeLome and Donovan McNabb. You know, like, those were the next two. So, I mean, but that's like, you know, uh-huh. Brock Purdy and whatever. But, I don't know, the game's the game's different. I mean, it's not different than, like, you know, 1980 or, like, 1960. Like, I think it's a little bit more comparable. I see people in the uh, text line are mm-hmm. saying that Mahomes had better weapons earlier. It's so, like... Oh, I know. Look, he's won two without Tyreek Hill, for God's sakes. Come on now. Right, he's won two Super Bowls without Tyreek Hill. And an MVP. He was the MVP of the league last year with Juju Smith-Schuster as his leading wide receiver. I know he had Kelsey. 
And a rookie seventh-round running back. His Ben Jarvis Green-Ellis was yeah. Isaiah Pacheco. Yeah, no, I can't take anything away from him. All I'm going to say is that if you're going to catch Tom Brady, it is a long way off because it's such a long game. Brady was great for 22 years, 23 years, whatever it was. Something wacky like that. Yeah, There's a new king of the campus. That's yeah. okay. Right. You know what? I think all Patriots fans should be completely comfortable. They know what they watched. They know what they witnessed. They know what they cheered for. They know how great they had it. Yeah. And it's someone else's time now. You can't have it that way forever. And if anything, this should just now show you how how unbelievable it was. Like, look how many things had to go right last night for the Chiefs to win that Super Bowl. It was kind of that way yeah. for a long time with us. And damn, do I miss it. But also, this was not, as the season played out, this was the team uh, for the Chiefs that lost more regular season games this year than any of the previous five with Patrick Mahomes as the starter. Were they 11 and 6. They were eleven and six, and they didn't look right for a lot of the year. We're Christmas like, oh. Day, they looked yeah. like garbage. You're like it's not going to be them. It's not going to be their year. But you know, the the Ravens weren't ready, the Bills weren't ready, and Joe Burrow was hurt. So they they kind of found a way. I kind of thought it was like the 2018 Patriots. The 2018 Patriots, you would never look at on paper and be like, that team's a wagon. They're going to win it. And then even you find out about all the dysfunction off the field. You're like, how the hell did they tape that thing together and win it? Sort of like this year. This was not an ideal uh, season for the Chiefs going into it, and yet they beat everybody along the way. And they probably had as tough a road as you could ask for, right? And the Niners weren't like a fluke NFC champion. The Ravens were in Baltimore. The Bills were in Buffalo. Like, mm-hmm. that's a tough stretch, and they uh, they came out on top. All right, what do you guys think of uh, Patrick Mahomes, Super Bowl 58? We're also ripping Kyle Shanahan tonight is what it sounds like. 617-779-7937, the number to jump aboard. It's Keith and Fitzy, but right now here is Stiz with What's Trending. Now, here's What's Trending on WEEI. All right, let's get you caught up with some headlines. The Kansas City Chiefs, the 2024 Super Bowl champions, they beat the San Francisco 49ers 25-22 to in overtime. This is the second straight for the Chiefs. Their third in five season also marks their second win over the 49ers in Super Bowl after they beat San Francisco following the 2019 season. Patrick Mahomes snatches his third Super Bowl MVP trophy, completing 34 of 46, 333 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Brock Purdy, 23 of 38 for 255 yards and one touchdown. And despite the rumors at an earlier press conference, Chiefs coach Andy Reid confirmed he will not be retiring, saying, quote, he hasn't even thought about it. The Celtics, they beat the Heat yesterday 110-106 to in Miami. Jason Tatum had 26 points. Kristaps Porzingis had 25. Jalen Brown had 20. Celtics have the night off tonight. They're back at it tomorrow night when they'll be in Brooklyn to face the Nets. Tip-off from the Barclays Center at 7.30. The Bruins lost to the Capitals over the weekend, falling 3 to nothing. At the Garden, defenseman Matt Grizzlick received a five-minute major in game misconduct for sparing a Capitals player. Grizzlick also fined $5,000 by the NHL Department of Player Safety. The Bruins back on the ice tomorrow night when their current homestand continues. They'll take on the Lightning. Puck drops at 7 p.m. from Causeway Street. I'm Stiz. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. More Risk Keith Show coming up. Remember, you can listen to WEEI on your smart speaker. Just say, play 93.7 WEEI. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on WEEI.
They called it. All right, Nate. Eight seconds left in overtime. Jeez. Roll. Mahomes roll. Mahomes touchdown. Kansas City wins back-to-back -back Super Bowls. It's Nicole Hardman. They did it again. How about the Nickelodeon call? How about that entire broadcast? How about it? Was it? How about it? A blast. I didn't make my way they over there. Right, I should have known. I didn't even know about it until after the fact. I should have jumped over there. That's the only one oh. I watched. It's good. Well, that's because it's your grade level. That's so. right. So they wouldn't have the same commercials, or did they? I don't know. I, I'll be now in full disclosure. I didn't know it was on last night yeah. either, Rich. I only caught bits and pieces last night until I fell asleep at my computer at quarter after one in the morning. Yep, very good. And then woke up again and watched a bunch more today. Uh, it's really fun. The fact that they've got like they've done some crazy things with football games this year. That they had like a game, uh, a game in London take place in Andy's bedroom, Toy Story style, with like miniature football yeah, players. Yeah, I had floor. to watch the whole game that Nuts. way because I didn't. Ha I don't have ESPN Plus, but they streamed it on Disney Plus. As Toy Story animation, and I watched the whole Jaguar. It was ja yeah, Jaguars Falcons. And I was like, oh, I guess this is, guess this is what I'm watching. Yeah. All right, let's uh, go to the phones fun. here. Six one seven 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 nine seven nine three seven. Jump aboard here. Let's go to uh, Jared in Auburn. What's going on, Jared? Hey guys, love the show. Thank you. Thank you. Just want to say, uh, if you look at Moody's extra kick there, the offensive lineman in front of Moody kind of just tips over like a tree in the woods. I mean, the guy just falls and allows the defender to get his hand in there and block the kick. I mean, sure, Moody could have kicked a little higher, a little faster, but at the end of the day, as an offensive lineman, it's kind of your job to not tip over like a cow, you know? That is true. Yeah, and cows can't get back up. You do a little cow nope. tipping, it's just cruel. It's cruel and unusual to the old cows. But, I mean, Jay Feely's their quote-unquote kicking expert. He said it was on Moody. Uh, he kicked it too low. I mean, I have to go back and watch it to see how much of a – the offensive line played a part in it, but either way, plays like that just always have a way of coming back to haunt you, and it certainly did in this one. Because Moody, other than that, was great. You wondered if he was going to be a little uh, Super Bowl. He's a rookie kicker. He's had his ups and downs throughout the season, but he was nails from deep. And then it, even after the missed extra point, he had the uh, the long field goal to go up nineteen sixteen in uh, regulation, like under two minutes to go. And then I know it was a chip shot, but still, it's an overtime field goal in the Super Bowl, and he nailed that. And so, yeah, it was just that extra point, and uh, it got him. I have a hard time 100% blaming him. If we need to assign the majority of blame for something, okay. Yeah. If that, that still is not going to return the Super Bowl title to the 49ers no. or help anyone out that way sleep any better tonight. No. But... I mean, I mean, it, it it takes way more than two to tango on a play like that, and he's going to be the last person in the world that I'm going to hold the feet to the fire, you know, feet to the fire of. No, he made for, it up big because why. think about that. If he missed the, what was it, fifty-seven yarder or whatever it was that he kicked, I don't think anybody would have even batted an eye. It was, it was fifty-three like, and fifty-five. I yeah, think? so if he missed one of those, you would have been like, well, all right, whatever. Both down Broadway. Yeah. Oh, just with room to spare, he's absolutely crushed yeah. it. Let's go to Bob in Londonderry. What's going on, Bob? Bob. Hey, guys. Enjoy the show. Thank you. I was uh, curious, in lieu of how everything went over the weekend, mm -hmm. where do you realistically think the Patriots stand? Because I, you know, I hear you guys <laughs> talking to them. And, you know, given their lack of obvious talent right across the board, 
Mm -hmm. Uh, The new coach they've hired with no experience. Uh, I've noticed you guys talk about the whole league. Us older people look at this as really strange because years ago, if we went for a job as a janitor, the word experience kept talked about every six seconds with the interview for about an $8 an hour job. And yet you look the way the world is today. We're hiring, we're hiring all these people, no experience. And we don't even say a word about it. We just go, that's the way it is. So I can only tell you, in my opinion, in lieu of the Patriots, a few people, uh, if you're a big game hunting, you're hunting small game, this is going to go from much bad to worse. That's just my opinion on the upcoming season. That's all. All right, all right Bob. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be great. Although he just gave me flashbacks to applying to jobs out of college, and it was like intro-level jobs, and they'd be like, mm-hmm. you need three years' experience like for the yeah. intro? How do you get – how is that possible? So I you got- get an intro for the intro? Like, I don't know. I guess I, I'll show myself out because I don't know if I really have a chance at any of these. Yeah, it always it reminds me of uh... – you know, being a little young pup on the beat in New York City, mm-hmm. and you know, like, ah, oh, yeah, wow, this is an agent only audition. Yeah, great. How do I, uh, how do I get, how do I, how do I get an agent? Well, you get, need to nail one of these auditions. Well, how do I get the audition? <laughs> well, like, I, I, I don't, like, I don't know how you do this. As far as the Patriots go, uh, oh, they're gonna suck be, out loud. They'll be bet. You won't see the mistakes that they made last year. You won't see the dysfunction. You'll see a more cohesive team. It's just not going to be. That great a team. It's just and, all about what kind of talent they're able to bring in. So it is really hard to assess right now without knowing what the roster looks sure. like. Uh, I did see ESPN did their way too early 2024 power rankings, which why not? Day after the Super Bowl, you got to start talking about something. You saw that. Uh, with, with, how Did you have that browser window open while you were also placing money on your Patriots Super Bowl champion, Super Bowl 59 future? I think that was going to be plus a lot. Ten. <laughs> Thousands. What Plus uh, zeros. Do you want to guess where they had the Patriots ranked in their power rankings for the upcoming season? Can I guess? Yeah, please. All right. I'm going to guess them guess, rankings. Guess them rankings. All right. Right uh, here. 27th. Oh, no. It's much too high. They had them 30th. 30th? 30th out of 32. Yep. Who at 31 and 32? I think it was similar to the current draft order. I think it was Commanders and Panthers were the only Woof. two worse. <laughs> yeah. Woof. Not great. Uh, let's go to Mike in Northampton. What's going on, Mike? Hey, what's going on, fellas? Hey. Hey. How are we doing? Good. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to touch base on, on the end of the game. I mean, do, do we remember a time back in the day when Andy Reid was questioned for his uh, clock management Sure do. Skills? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So, as time's ticking down in overtime there, and and I'm looking at the clock, and I'm looking at the lack of urgency. What was it? Kelsey went down to like the four or five, I think, and there was maybe 25 seconds or something. You're down by three. Uh, you still got a chance to tie it, obviously, if you want to go for the win. But I feel like they were just really cutting it close towards the end there, letting the time tick down to three seconds, I think, was second or third down. You know, you still got a couple downs there. So if that ball is incomplete, I'm just wondering what they were thinking at the end of the game, and uh, I kind of had flashbacks to the old Andy Reid questions of clock management. Yeah, I don't know if they were. Do you think they were getting too cute? He's talking about the end of regulation, right? Do yep. you think you do you think they were getting a little too cute? They had one play, uh, Mahomes threw one to Kelsey, sort of by the pylon, and you're like, eh, that's a little risky. I mean, it's Mahomes; you got to trust them. But yeah, they tried to uh, maybe walk it off and get the win in regulation. They got they it were down going there. for the kill shot, weren't they? They were. Yeah, yeah, they were. Yeah. They were going for the touchdown right there. 
but they still, I think, where you really would have questioned them, because Romo was even saying, well, with what, what do you say, seven seconds or eight seconds, you might be able to run a play and then kick a field goal, but it was like, I think it was down to six seconds. It's like, no, you got to kick the field goal, and they did. So Yeah, if they had tried to run another play there, like, all you need is a bad snap. Like, what if the set, you know, Creed Humphrey, I know, is one of the best in the game, but snaps it between Mahomes' legs, over his head. What if some Bosa blasts through the line? Something crazy happens. The next thing you know, like, I can't believe that the, the Super Bowl ended like that. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Bosa, by the way. Yes. Um, I know Stanley just pulled. Yeah, you want to hear from him Bosa? after the game. I can't believe somebody as rich, as strong. Like, the guy's literally got everything going for him, except for the fact that. He doesn't have a championship no ring. Super Bowl ring, yeah. Dude, you would never, um, you would never think that a, a brohemoth his size would sound so deflated. And I had Stanley add in a movie line, a famous <laughs> movie line from the last couple of years that Nick Bosa's downtrodden post-game speech, or rather a soundbite, had me thinking of. Yeah, that was speechless. I couldn't really look anybody in the eye, especially all my teammates. Um, I could have done more. Everybody could have done more, and there's really not much to say at this point. It's going to hurt, and it's going to hit in waves, and uh, but that's life. Uh, there goes that dream. <laughs> but that's life. Yeah. yeah. Right. It just sounded like the kid from Banshees of Inisherin. Just like, well, <laughs> there goes that dream. Uh, hey, it's just a it's it's shame. It is soul crushed. Yeah. Although you know what uh, was it, George Kittle? The last time we were talking about this on the Sunday show, when when they lost the last Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo as the quarterback, fifty four, yeah, Kittle was all upset and he was like, "This will never happen to me again," type of thing. Yeah, I mean, he where was he last night? By the he way, he barely played, he barely showed like he nothing. He had two catches for four yards. Who the hell was? Who the hell did they have covering him? I don't know, but he that put he the was clamps not on him. Sh- <laughs> wasn't able to shake open all night. Yeah. By the way, yeah, yes. Speaking of just delivering the flowers too. Uh, players and yeah, d- that deserve it. I mean, Steve Spagnolo, guy deserves pretty all good. the credit in the world. Yep. Talk about a big game game planner as far as defense goes. But I'd say those corners for Kansas City, that might be the best one-two corner duo. Like Sneed, I know they had the dumb Duffy. penalty. They had the dumb penalty when he smacked yep. uh, Brandon Ayuk in the which, by the, the way, was uh, one, one of my one of my favorite phrases I've recently brought back. Candy ass. That was a candy ass. Like it's a little slap in the chops. Come on. What yeah, that was, yards? that was that was that was dumb. I know it was right in front of the ref, but obviously something happened right before that. Because uh, overall, the refs kind of stayed out of it, right? I Which think is they, how they should approach yes. a big game. It was a well, it yep. was a well officiated game. Let the big boys play. Yeah. Um, but I would dare say no, those guys, those two corners are great. And again, here comes something that'll probably get lots of people crawling into the mentions and clapping back on the text line, but. Hmm. I wonder if the Pats could have used somebody like McDuffie. Mm, yeah. Remember last I, year when I they took a guard I, in the first round as opposed to McDuffie? I think they could have. Yes. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. well, you got Christian Gonzalez, kid. What are you talking? Yeah, he's really good, too. Of course, he got injured this year, which sucks. Mm-hmm. But imagine if they had McDuffie, if they took him last year over Cole Strange. How would that have worked out? Like, the kid is, he was the first team all pro. Was yeah. the second team all pro. He's tremendous. Uh, Yeah, no, he's pretty nasty. All right, let's go to uh, Joey in Palmer. What's going on, Joey? Hey, what's up, guys? Hey. Uh, I don't want to take anything away from the Chiefs, you know, except for the trophy and the rings and all the flowers. <laughs> but uh, uh, the reason I'm calling is, you know, there's all this debate about Travis Kelsey being the greatest tight end of all time, and then there's this scene where he's screaming at Andy Reid and, like, basically tried to push him over. 
Uh, and the reason, I guess, that he was screaming at him was because he took him out of the game and let uh, Noah Gray block, and that's why he fumbled there on, like, the eight-yard line or whatever it was. So, to me, that basically screams that he's obviously not the greatest of all time because how many times did Rob Gronkowski get taken out of the game so they could let someone else block? Like, if we're talking about a tight end, like, he needs to be able to do both. And Rob Gronkowski, he played defense sometimes. Not well. No, yeah, don't bring that up. There. Yeah, don't, don't, don't bring oh. that up. Leave that alone. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get your point, and I'll tell you what, Joey. So, to me, Gronk greater than Kelsey. Like, I think it's also how you view the position. And if you are like Joey, the caller, or a lot of us, and you're saying, all right, if you're a tight end, you got to do a little bit of everything. And Gronk was one of the best blocking tight ends, one of the best receiving tight ends, scored a million touchdowns, was on a lot of really great teams, all of that. Mm-hmm. I think Kelsey's damn good. I would say Kelsey's the second best one because even what he lacks in blocking, he is so far out ahead of, of so many of these other guys as a receiver that you got to try to balance the two. I mean, it's all your own personal formula on how you do it. But, yeah, I think Gronk's definitely better. I don't know how much more Kelsey can really do. Like, I think he's kind of maxed out. Like, he is a dominant threat. He's good run after the catch. He always gets open. He scores touchdowns, too. But, yeah, Gronk's the complete tight end out of the two for sure. Yeah, Gronk is everything that Bill Belichick in his old football manifesto that Daniel Jeremiah surfaced a couple of years ago should have been. Like, what if what if Mark Bravaro was, like, elite fast, yeah. had crazy hands, and was impossible to cover, and could also be, like, a sixth offensive lineman? Kelsey, to me, is everything that we were told a guy like Mike Gesicki was going to be like sneaky, <laughs> yeah. athletic, mm. clever, good route runner. And when you watch him, a lot of times, like he just, in addition to like his little jukes and fakes that people somehow still fall for, but like you'll notice, like he's very clever at just sort of like drafting behind someone, then cutting the other way real quick. Like, oh yeah, just but- makes enough moves to get the ball in his hands, and then after that. You're looking at a six foot six, two hundred fifty pound freight train coming at you. So what well, then do? it's also sort of like the newer age tight end, I guess. Which this is what a lot of teams want, so you'll you'll take it. But you know, Antonio Gates prior to him, Jimmy Graham. Like I don't know how often they were left in the block or asked to do a, a ton of blocking. I think Jimmy Graham couldn't block no. anyone on Twitter, let alone people on the field. <laughs> exactly. They, but how many seasons did he have? Like twelve touchdowns, and you're like, all right, that guy's pretty good. Just throw it up to him, and he'll, and he'll catch he, it. Because he looked like he was like Rutger Hauer from Blade Runner. He's like this, yeah, giant, giant yeah. mutant on the field with huge hands. Uh-huh. Let's go to Dan in New Hampshire. What's going on, Dan? Hey guys, love the show. Thank you, hey Dan. Thank you. Hey, uh, I just wanted to point something out about Brock Purdy. So I never watched the guy play until last night. And when I throw, watch him throw the football, he basically does, like, a 180 and, like, doesn't look where he's throwing. It's very confusing, and he just reminds me of a Kirk Cousins kind of guy who won't really be great, but will be always kind of just good enough, you know? Yeah, what are your thoughts on uh, Brock Purdy after watching last night? Again, like, didn't watch all of his regular season games. He had crazy stats. Watched all of his playoff games, mm-hmm. and there were – Good moments and bad moments. Like, I think, I don't think he's great by any stretch, but maybe he's better than I thought because I did not think much of him going into last night. Brock Purdy? Yeah. I, li- I like him. I don't Do you? I don't think he, remember, one of our big topics yesterday was in the who's got the most to lose conversation and the most to gain. Brock Purdy was right up there on both sides of the equation because yeah. so much to gain, like, 
plays his ass off could, you know, lock, not only lock up the starting job for the San Francisco 49ers for the foreseeable future, but also get like a $300 million deal. Lose, not show up or play poorly. They could draft someone. They could go for a free agent. You could get replaced. I think he played well enough that the 49ers are going to hold on to him. He was not the reason why they ultimately did not win that game last night. No, he didn't turn it over, and yep. I think that's as good as you're going to do. I mean, if you're expecting him to out-duel Patrick Mahomes, like that's on you. Like that's, that's a crazy thing. Should have let him run more. They should have unleashed True. him a little more because his legs were a real asset in the divisional round in the NFC Championship. No, that is that is true. But I thought he was fine in there. I mean, considering what the game plan called for, I thought he was fine. I would be surprised if they looked to upgrade him in the offseason, but you never know. I mean, we'll see if, if Kyle Shanahan falls in love with somebody else. I mean, clearly John Lynch and Shanahan at one point wanted Tom Brady. At one point, they thought they needed to trade way up and get Trey Lance after a guy in Jimmy Garoppolo had already brought them to the Super Bowl as well. I think Pur- Purdy's better with the ball than he's a better decision maker than uh, Garoppolo is. So, like yep. to me, they already have a, a leg up there. Like, but again, just because they got to the Super Bowl and lost doesn't mean they like their quarterback based on re- recent events. Yeah, I wonder if that's going to get completely reevaluated. And to me, if I was going to reevaluate one over the other, I'd feel comfortable with a Brock Purdy in there, and I'd reevaluate Kyle Shanahan as a head coach. Mm-hmm. Now, you might say, like, well, the guy, all the guy does is win with them, and he gets them to the NFC Championship every year. Yeah, he's kind of he's kind of turning into, I think one of our callers in the first hour said, you know, remember when Andy Reid had all of his clock mismanagement issues, yep. and now Kyle Shanahan has all of his, I should run when I'm throwing the ball, clutch 10-point lead issues. I know. Well, I mean, one of his most glaring errors and mistakes was obviously the Falcons Super Bowl. So if you're John Lynch in the Niners, do you blame him entirely for that when he was the offensive coordinator? I mean, the head coach there, Dan Quinn, could have stepped in and done something or whatever. Like, I don't I, I, to me, it's on the resume. To me, I, mm-hmm. it, it, it jumps to mind. I wonder how San Francisco feels about it. And then, yeah, this year I thought a couple of screw-ups, but I, I don't think they're going to blame him for the overtime thing because that, that was clearly a decision that they made prior to the game. They talked with their analytics people. I'm sure John Lynch was in on it. It was sort of like a, a baseball manager move where you're like, mm-hmm. is that his call or is that everybody else's? I think it was everybody else's. So even though from the outside we're all like, yeah, can you can you win with Shanahan? I'm guessing the 49ers feel like they can. Like I don't think I don't think he's on a, a warm seat even. Three times though, three yeah, three Super Bowls, three ten plus point leads, three losses. Yeah, the leads is crazy. Well, that's the other thing too is Patrick Mahomes is better off trailing, right? Hasn't he been down by like ten points in every Super Bowl that he's won? He sure has, and he's come <laughs> I mean, back and won ridiculous. them all, which is why you need to ridiculous. drive the ball home when you have it in the third quarter and have three state three straight three play drives that ends up with negative yardage and only four minutes. Yeah, clock eaten. And by the way, Purdy's QBR last night was almost equivalent to adding up the QBRs of Allen and Lamar in the two previous games against the Chiefs. Like the Chiefs were not giving up, you know, quality to elite quarterback play. And Purdy had like a 70 QBR, I want to say it was like, that's not bad. That's pretty good. Again. He was part of the he was part of the net positive for the four. Oh yeah, no, both both defenses performed uh, really well. And how crazy too the uh, over under at least the one that I had I I, I think I might have closed in some places at forty seven but I had it at forty seven and a half all week. <laughs> forty seven. It's a, how the hell they do this? Incredible. 
Incredible. All right, you guys can now weigh in on Super Bowl 58, 617-779-7937. Speaking of bets, we'll go through uh, how we did with our uh, Propapalooza. 25 bets last week. Uh, crunch the numbers. We'll see who came out victorious. We'll do that coming up next. It's the Rich Keefe Show with Fitzy here on WEI. If you missed any of our Patriots Monday and Friday interviews, go back and listen on the podcast anytime. Just subscribe to the Rich Keefe Show on the Odyssey app or wherever you find your podcasts. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on WEEI. Back here on the Rich Keefe Show, WEEI. It's a full tang Fitzy Monday night, day after the Super Bowl. And so a big part of last week's show was the Propapalooza, where each night we weighed in on five different wagers for the Super Bowl. We tweeted out a very handsome graphic as well, at Rich Keefe Show on Twitter and Instagram, if you want to check it out. That was next level. You ever was, seen uh, something like that? Uh-uh. Yeah. Whoever did that, man. Jeepers. Give that guy a raise. Jeepers. I can tell you, that was like yeah. the first time I watched Avatar. I was yeah. like, I've never seen anything like this. It was a bit of a game changer, and uh, you can see all of the wagers from myself, Stiz, Hart, and Fitzy. First one I want to talk about, because this was like early on, you knew whether you were kind of in or you were out. Very controversial. I want to get both of your opinions on this. Reba. Reba McIntyre goes to the mic, national anthem. Over under was 90 and a half seconds, which we all thought was like, well, that's kind of high. Because if you did just a little bit of legwork, like our guy Shime did, he, she had done uh, three anthems before at different like major league games and stuff. And she was way under that number, way under. So you're like, all right, Vegas knows something, but we all still felt, most of us felt like we're still going to take the under. Stiz was the only one who took the over. That's right. So she grabs the mic and she is just ripping through the song. Like there's no yep. holding notes. It's just like bang, bang, boom, just ripping through. I was getting nervous. Then she's like, in the home of the brave. And you're like, whoa, that was under. Then she's like, and the brave. Like hits a second brave on everybody. What did you think? Did you think that it should stop after the first brave or do you give her credit for the bonus brave? No, bonus brave. That's her choice. She is the artist that they have selected to sing the anthem. Hmm. Wherever she decides to pause, wait, breathe, have a flourish. She could have done a run of notes, but obviously that's not Reba's style. No. Yeah, maybe now there's gonna be a lot of conspiracy theorists out there that are probably like, Oh man, big sports book was in her back pocket on that one. Maybe. No way that she wasn't getting a piece of that action. Jump you know in on that. I'm saying. She might have She been. was not I think she was just feeling it. Cause it was great and also, hers was so much more upbeat because you're coming off of, like, post Malone's, like, you know, CBD coffee shop, coffee shop, <laughs> freaking swaying in the breeze, America the Beautiful. I texted Stiz during that, and I was like, that, you know, yeah, I, you know you've made me a post Malone fan, but this ain't it. Yeah, that wasn't his bag. No, didn't care for that. What did you think, though, Stiz, of the uh, the double brave? I, that's when it ended. I'm all for it. Yeah, it is what oh, it is. It killed know? Shime. I love no. I Poor feel badly Shime. for him. Although some <laughs> some sports books did pay both. Some oh, were like, come on, they, they did. Yep, I think it was BetMGM was like, listen, we're not going to fight this thing. You could make a case after the first brave. That is officially the song. The song is over after brave because especially if you're starting, if you're doing your stopwatch for the sake of this, you start on the first note and you end after brave. That's how you do it. Mm-hmm. So the fact that she added on a second one, like I think 
there's an argument for both, and these sports books are like, listen, we don't want to piss anybody off. People can feel happy. They're going to lose the money back to us eventually anyway. Yeah. So, so they went with that. Uh, Usher at halftime, over under eight and a half songs. He blew. Smashed that. the over. Smashed that. That doesn't Stupid even include. me for like, thinking yeah. last year that there were 12 Rihannas and that he would go under that. What was the? T- I what think. Was the, uh, was the over? Did everyone? By the way, did everyone from the early two thousands get a crack at performing in that halftime show? Everybody got in on it. You got Alicia Keys. She had like her own song. Lil John had his own song. Uh, Ludacris. Good to see Ludacris uh-huh. out there, out Ludo. and about. Yep. Uh, quick question. Yeah. There was a lot uh, to me when I was watching that because you know this is how my twisted brain thinks in all sorts of pop cultural comparisons. A. It looked like Alicia Keys was playing a piano left over from the giant Star Destroyer in The Last Jedi. <laughs> Could have been. Like the, yeah. like the Praetorian Guards piano. Could have been. And also, when everyone came out in the roller skates with, like, the body armor on, that was like Starlight Express meets Globo Gym from <laughs> uh, Dodgeball. Yeah, that was pretty good. Really, really, like, weird costumed inspiration for those. That was strange. I did like the the rollerblades, though. You get the old skates on there flying well, around. Also, something that Davey pointed out, we did a dork podcast last night, which you can check out. We broke down like the commercials and the trailers and everything else. But nice. when Lil John started, mm-hmm. they pan over there and there's like all these like people jumping around yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. A kid gets launched. And you that, see that kid? You don't oh, know what happens to him. Launched into yeah, the yeah, sky. Yeah. So Have we heard from him yet? I don't think so. Just like takes off almost out of like the camera shot. Like, there goes that guy. They got him right out of there. I'm like, what happened to that guy? Uh, but anyway, yeah, Usher, I think the total was like 14 songs. If so, you include yeah. everybody else's stuff. Yeah, he did 14. Rihanna last year did 13 in 13 well, she minutes. Did 13. That's yeah. a lot of, that's a lot of I, songs. You know, I don't need, I, sometimes I like the songs. I don't need the sort of greatest hits mega mix. Like Just a come big out and do a couple of our favorite songs. To go out there and play two songs all the way through, wire to wire, hold as many notes as you want. Usher popped the top, which I think that was probably a bet, too. If he's going to pop the top, he yeah, sure did. Yeah, I saw some yeah. people How say old is Usher him? Raymond at this point? Usher's got to be an older man. He's been in the game a long time. Are we talking, talking like early, early 40s? 40s? How about no, 45? Late, yeah. Bang, right How in the middle. How about 45? 45 still looks good. And he has a absolute heat. I thought he was going to play it last night, and he didn't. He does the alphabet on Sesame Street. It's like the active alphabet where he like acts out all the different letters. Mm-hmm. Really strong, really strong. Yeah. He, he opted not to go for it, but he probably should have. He would have gotten the uh, the Nickelodeon you audience. Kids, by the way, uh, side note: I haven't watched a lot of Sesame Street in a long time. But uh, do the key, do the Keeflets, if you will, do they enjoy Storybots on Netflix? Uh, I don't think we've seen Storybots. Tremendous! You're welcome. Just, Storybots uh, is a good time. Out, outstanding! Mm-hmm. Great show with mm-hmm. these little puppets, and there's always a, a Sesame Street style guest. Like a Snoop Dogg or something. Oh, I like that. To, yeah. A lot of live action guests mixed with puppets and animation. You'll love it. Yeah, we're a big Sesame Street, uh, Bluey, Super mm-hmm. Kitties house. Nice. Okay, this yeah. Super this will fit right, right into the canon. Okay. All right, we'll, we'll add it to the uh, add it to the queue. Uh, what else did we have? We had uh, longest made field goal. That smashed the over. It Ooh. happened three times on the overs. 47 and a half. That went like gangbusters. Uh, would the largest lead be 13 and a half or more? We said, uh, most of us said under. Stiz did take the over on that. And then a shocking turn of events. It was a heads. Yeah, heads. I know. That was another one. Yeah. So between Reba and then uh, losing out on tails, I was like, all right, here's a rough start. 
I was the only one that man. I finished eleven fourteen, tied with Stanley for last place, yep. and yet I got. I mean, I would have thought that I would have had a huge lead by calling heads. Yeah, you guys all. Uh, you and Stiz had eleven out of the twenty five. I had twelve, and then freaking Andy Hart had fourteen. Uh, I had to overthink it. I had yep. to get cute yep. on MVP saying McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then of course I just blew the bet too because I went over in Forty ers You yeah. know I picked the Chiefs on the show yesterday. What an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> and then Gatorade color, we were all wrong. They went purple, purple. on the Gatorade. Purple Where did Gatorade that come Great. from? Purple. We should have seen it in the logo. It was always there. They yeah. were telling us it was hiding in plain sight. So that's on us. So anyway, you can check out all the bets that we made uh, at Rich Keefe Show on Twitter and Instagram. Two hours down, two hours to go. Thoughts on the Super Bowl as this Chiefs dynasty is upon us. They're already talking three-peat. And then Kyle Shanahan, not a great performance. 617-779-7937. It's the Rich Keefe Show with Fitzy here on WEI.